Yo, this is Ehab from South of Eden, and you're watching CMS TV. Stock and right here on your classic metal show from the under lock and key release with lightning strikes again going off by request to uh tori watson wanted to hear some dock in there and we heard a kind of an eclectic um mixture of songs there yeah it was definitely uh an unusual break that's right uh, uh, jason easter you wanted to hear slaughter uh Let's see here. Who did we play here? It's just some pretty weird shit. Uh, let me see here. We heard uh, the Henry Rollins band. Right. Um, with, let's see here, Step Back. That was for Gary Skadra. And also, um, I guess it was Slaughter to Prevail yeah. with Viking. Okay. <laughs> and then, of course, Doc in there. And then uh, just weird stuff, man. Just kind of a weird mix. Yeah, that's definitely a weird, <laughs> a weird set. Yeah. That's all right. All right. Some, some death metal shit there. Yeah. It's been heavier lately. People are requesting the heavier stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, they know, they'll, they know I'll play the request so they get them in there. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to wrap up the show. So do you have anything else? I'll let you Lee. I've pretty much monopolized everything tonight so i'll let you have it you have so so here's here's something that uh it's been pointed out before this is nothing new but apparently um jeff keith of uh tesla mm-hmm. um sounding like uh cartman <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know just his uh obviously the uh complaint here is that jeff keith's vocals have been I guess, ruined from maybe his previous habits. Probably. You know, so I'm not going to say, I don't know. I'm just saying that uh, people are just observing what they're observing and they are just like, "Mm, this guy sounds like Cartman from South Park. (laughs) Right. So uh, I'm going to send this over to you. Okay. And since you're running the, uh, the video portion, but uh, they took some video of, I guess, a recent um, Tesla show. Okay. And I guess it's from Eddie Trunk's Facebook page. Oh, well, then it must be quality. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll let, we'll let the fans judge. We'll report. You decide. Imagine if it's from the trunk page, it's like, see, here's a band that really plays their instruments. They actually do play their instruments. (laughs) I know, but I'm sure, I'm sure Eddie makes a point of that. Just like I've been saying, this is a real band. Yeah, Even though Jeff Keith sounds like Cartman from South Park, at least he's out there and he's not using backing tracks, man. Thank God. Sure enough. The post, 100% real live rock. I swear to God, I did not see this. But Eddie Trunk starts with 100% real live rock. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tesla, for keeping it real always. Nothing uh, like it. Yeah. Shut up. Jizzbag. Oh, I better not say that. I might offend somebody. Oh, you wouldn't want to be offensive. Apparently I am no matter what I do. So, okay. All right. Let's give it some volume. Oh, here it is. All right, here we go. So here comes Jack Keith. The Tesla has been touring around with that stage set for the last 25 years. (laughs) Well, why, why break a fixed thing? Right. You know what? I, I, I had to wonder because Chicago, the band Chicago, Mm-hmm. They had that stage set back in 1989. I'm thinking if they, once they got rid of it, I wonder if Tesla bought it. Could be. Because it, it's the exact same uh, drum riser setup that uh, Chicago had back in 1989 on their um, Chicago 19 tour. Yeah. I asked Eric about the, about a similar question like this on one of the CAP shows and um and he said that, you know, there's companies that just buy up there that own all this shit and mm-hmm. 
Because I asked him, I said, what happened to like the rat tour from 1987, the stage and all that? And he's like, yeah, it just goes in a warehouse and then people buy parts. And, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's just scavenged. But but they've been touring around with the same setup for, boy, forever. As long as they don't wear a hole in it, why not? I guess. Yeah, good point, Demon, good point. 20 more payments, it's theirs outright. <laughs> <laughs> This this 1966 Buick is is all mine. Six more payments, fellas. That's right. This cruising vessel is all mine. Almost done. Got me a stage. Just in time to retire. Right. <laughs> all right. Let's hear what Jeff Keith is sounding like. Real rock. The way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Is that Jeff Rude out front? Dave Rude. Or, yeah, Jeff Rude. Yeah, Dave Rude. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's him out front. He, he used to, they used to kind of hide him in the back because uh, he wasn't quite Tommy Skeo. Yeah. Well, now he's got the long hair. Well, Dave, like uh, Dave, Dave Dave's always been a nice guy, he's but, great. Hey, but, but Brian Wheat, what's up with that? I read in somewhere I read that he's got some kind of anxiety thing where he doesn't like to be in front of people. No, or something. I'm talking about, I'm talking about him being all chunked up like that likes pizza <laughs> and he was married to sandy soraya at one point wasn't he i think so yeah that didn't get him far i guess not or her far or her for anywhere where's where she at these days i don't know i don't know she's telling people that her songs are on spotify i'm sure oh and the other thing is i thought troy lakata was supposed to like release some kind of press statement about his his tenure with tesla yeah never heard it because I thought it was like, well, the real truth is going to come out, you know, and no. did anything ever happen with that? Are you aware? Nothing I've heard. I mean, wasn't he, didn't he, wasn't he filling in with like trickster or some shit like that? Or he did something. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure some Tesla lawyer said, if you want to keep getting paid, yeah. keep it shut. Yeah. So got to wonder now who's, who's playing dry. Is that, is that still, uh, Steve Brown? Yeah. Mick Brown's brother. Yep. Still playing with Tesla. Yeah. I think he's the guy now. Okay. I think he's like a member. Now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, can, I, I keep, I have a hard time keeping up with all this. Yeah. I think he's, he's the guy. All right. So Mick Brown's brother, Steve Brown is currently the uh, Tesla drummer. Yeah. All right. Isn't that crazy that that guy wasn't in any major band for like, 40 years of this style of music. I mean, what, what, what is he known for? Tesla. It's the only band he's ever been in as far as I know. But, but I mean, did, was he in any other band prior? No, not that I'm aware of. Okay. He was Mick's brother. Now Mick's his brother. Yeah. Mick is retired and yeah. he's, he's out the, there just playing with Tesla. He was saving it up until Nick retired. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, let's see what uh, Jeff Keith is doing. All right. Let's check it out. Here we go. the south park edition of tesla it's, it's definitely cartman singing tesla <laughs> wow which i guess doesn't matter i mean it wasn't that different back in the day really but i mean it's definitely very different i mm -hmm. somewhat different but it's not like he was ever a crooner per se no, he's, he's never been a crooner but but he, he isn't so um 
what's the word I'm looking for? It's just gravelly or just, yeah. you know. He's still um, in key. Yeah, he still sounds like Tesla, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, eh, whatever. They're still good for them. They're still making their money. Mm-hmm. All right, let's hear more of this. Glad Eddie Trunk captured this for us. sound very rough <laughs> now to be fair this is probably near the end of the set i don't know that it would make any difference but they play this like this got to be like near the end right yeah i, I would Long imagine songs? this is close to their you know to their finale yeah this is one of their biggest biggest songs so mm -hmm. i'm thinking this is not the opening the opening track right hey whatever still sounds all right to me i i would still see this would you still see this? Oh, I love Tesla. Uh, me too. I mean, I've, I've seen Tesla. I, I mean, I've hung out with those guys half a dozen times. Sure. And obviously they've been on the show. All I think all the members have been on the show at some point, right? Um, yeah, I think so. I think all of them have been on the show. I, I interviewed uh, Jeff. I've interviewed Troy Lakata. I interviewed. Uh, Rude. Dave Rude, uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff, or Frank, Frank Hannon's been on the show. I've hung out with him. Randy's got him weed, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I've seen Tesla, you know, obviously Tommy Skio, former member has done a takeover show and he yeah. did a show with you, what, six months ago or so. Yeah. Yeah. We had Skio on, you know, Tommy Skio has been on the show and. Mm -hmm. So, Dude, just during the pandemic, I interviewed Jeff twice, Frank twice, and um, Brian Wheat just during pandemic time. And then, of course, our friends Red Rain, they they played with Tesla for a string of dates. Yeah, they toured. You know, so Tesla's, you know, I've I've been a fan of Tesla from their debut release, debut? Yeah, you know, here. and I've have all their stuff and I've enjoyed their shows and gone to many shows and uh even when they were when um skio and uh jeff keith were bar seven yeah you know they played at the odeon and i've got pictures of hanging out with uh, both skio and uh jeff keith at at the odeon after the bar seven show when yeah. uh, when tesla was apart mm -hmm. you know so i'm a big fan i am too i love their stuff yeah i'm a fan I mean, you know, even after they had broken up and come back, uh, I think both you and I agree that the Into the Now release is a great, great record, yeah. great, great record. And it didn't have a ton of hits or anything. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, the heyday of hits per se were behind them. But as far as like good, good, solid record, it, you know, aside from that Phil Collin record that they <laughs> yeah shock. that was a piece of shit but shock but regardless of that uh, i'm a fan yeah every band has to have one bad one i guess mm -hmm. that was definitely their bad one with the california love song or whatever that was <laughs> that was not good yeah so yeah I, I i mean i would still go see this well, I, I thought you were supposed to go see them a while ago and you, you know you were just like Dude, I've I've interviewed all these guys over yeah. the over the pandemic. If you can't sport me a couple of tickets, well, yeah, and that was it. And they were jacking me around about tickets, so I was like, then I just won't go. It's like, come on, 
I've, I've, I've interviewed everybody and promoted the shit. You know, what can't mm-hmm. you, just, you know, front me some tickets. Yeah. So you didn't go, you didn't, didn't go. No, they, they, right. they, they were jacking me around on tickets. So I just was like, it wasn't really jacking me around on it so much, but they wanted me to sign waivers and shit. And I was like, I'm not signing a waiver to get fucking tickets. Why would I do that to go to a show? Yeah. That I wouldn't take photos or something. I, I don't want all this. It's not worth the hassle. <laughs> I know. It's just like, you know, I'm not, I'm not signing my life away for fucking tickets to go see Tesla. <laughs> Sorry, but no. Right. Just stay home. I've seen, dude, I, I, I don't know about you. I know you're, you're still out there doing it. I, I don't care if I ever see any more shows. I really don't. Yeah. Well, I, just, I gotta be honest. You know, I, I actually really enjoyed seeing the Stephen Piercy show. I'm sure. I, I mean, I've seen him, you know, obviously numerous times, but would he, you have enjoyed it as much if you weren't a guest though? If you were just a peon in the crowd, I, you know, to be honest with you, it's kind of hard to look at it from that perspective because you know, I'm, a, I am a rat fan. I love rat. Sure. Me too. And, uh, you know, we, you know, Eric hooked us up. Um, we were 10 rows back. Right. And it was just a fun rat show. It was just like, mm-hmm. Oh, wanted man, you know, uh, way cool junior, you know, sure. nobody rides for free. You know, it was all, it was just fun. It was mm-hmm. just, it was just fun. This is rat, man. This is Steven Piercy, but I don't know. I, I just like the, it just depends on who it is. Yeah. Like I, I get that. Like the one that I get that you went to is the Joe Perry one. Yeah. Cause I think it's something you had not seen before. True. So that I, I get, but for like, if there's any sort of hassle at all, like there was with the Tesla, I'm like, no. Nah not going no well i agree with that i mean i mean it's just like dude what you you can't just front me a couple of tickets i mean that's all there well you got to do that forget it i'm not yeah, no. an asshole i'll just stay home yeah shut up yeah but, and, and I'm, I'm just ta- i'm i'm so you know now especially now where everything is even if you get front of free tickets it's fucking a hundred hundred bucks a person by the time you pay for a couple of drinks and park in your car and everything else it's fucking you know, still like two to three hundred dollars. Well, like, like I, I, I agree with that. So, well, let me let me give you the costs yeah. involved. You know, just for last night. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, I went to see Stephen Piercy's Rat, mm-hmm. and I stayed at the hotel. The hotel was uh, one seventy, right? with taxes and the whole shit. So mm-hmm. there's 170. Then there was dinner. Scarfoot picked up dinner, but had he not been there and done that, that would have been another 120. Right. Then at the show, we had two cocktails a piece, so that's four cocktails at 44 bucks a piece. So that's another hundy. Mhm. And then there were, you know, other stuff. So so park that- in your car. Well, no, that didn't cost anything, Okay, but regardless of that, so between hotel dinner, had I paid for it and cocktails, 400 bucks, 400 bucks. Yeah. And that was with being a guest. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's being a guest for Steven Piercy, not Metallica. That's what I'm saying. It's so costly now. Yeah. I'm just glad that I saw every single band that I ever wanted to see. Yeah. Could, could I, could I have gone home after the show without hotel? Could I have not gone to dinner? Had I, could I have not had cocktails, all this other stuff? Yeah. I could have not done any of that, yeah. but it's, but it's an experience. Well, it's, it's a night a, out. It's a night out. So it's, it's 400 bones. Easy. Yeah. Just sucks. So Easy. fucking expensive. It's so fucking expensive. And I don't know. And honestly, you're not getting the same show that we saw in the past. I agree. So you know, that, that's the other problem. And I'm not saying this about Piercy necessarily. I'm saying like Tesla here. It ain't the show that I saw in 91. That's for sure. Right. This is but, definitely the slowed down version. Of but, but I will, but I will tell you that on average, average, mm-hmm. when I, when I go out 
for a night out to yeah. go to a show because mm -hmm. I went to see Leonid and friends, right? You know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and mm -hmm. then with show dinner parking blah 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 it every time i go out it's a minimum 400 bucks yeah a minimum mm -hmm. it's 400 bucks a show yeah it's it's crazy now mm -hmm. i mean to for the for the whole evening it's not just the show but for the evening if and you know if you take it all in you know again you don't have to do all that i agree but but the thing is is if you're gonna do it right it's it's 400 bucks yeah yeah it's crazy and if you don't then you're who wants to go to a show on the cheap who wants to go to a show and be like eh, i really wish i could get a drink but i just don't want to spend 20 bucks right again i get it i get it or maybe i'll park three miles away from the venue because it's three dollars cheaper yeah you know and who wants to do all that shit Fuck that. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I'm glad I saw everybody I wanted to see already. Because <laughs> I really don't have any desire to go out and waste hundreds and hundreds of dollars on this shit. I agree. I just don't. Yep. Well, again, I'm, I'm going to just revert back to how great this country is. I, I know people do this around the world, but I'm talking about the U.S. because I am a U.S. citizen, but. This is just how great the U.S. is, is that we have risen to a level in our society and abilities and our earning power and um, opportunities that are presented to us that we as working class people can afford to do that stuff if you wanted to. Well, I'm ready to embrace the belizean way and be able to go see tesla for a coconut and a fucking <laughs> almond shell i will trade you a goat yes and, and a and a uh and a uh, bunch of bananas yeah. for a tesla ticket give me one tesla ticket i will give you a bucket of goat's milk <laughs> hook me up we're into the barter system now <laughs> exactly so funny <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. All right. Uh, Mark Miller has sent in this kind of this for us to banter around. Okay. And I don't know what your thoughts are. I think that you're not a fan and you probably just go, Ugh, I hate this. Okay. So something kind of close to you and I in a uh, logistic level mm -hmm. is the band, The Pretenders. Oh boy, you ain't, uh, you ain't lying about how well, much I don't like them. Like I know you don't like them. Yeah. But regardless of that, mm -hmm. Chrissy Hind of the Pretenders hails from Akron, Ohio. Yeah. Which is not far from you. And of mm -hmm. course, I lived there for years. Sure. And her, I think her parents, if they're still alive, they, they live there still. And I think she had a restaurant here or something. It was kind of like a vegan restaurant or something that she owned. I don't think it's open anymore, but at some point she owned a restaurant in okay. and it was like a vegan restaurant or some shit. Right. But regardless, whether you like Chrissy Hind or not, or whether you like the pretenders or not, or if you're a fan, but, uh, she, she was one of the, um, 70s people who attended Kent State, which is, you know, a little east of Akron. Mm -hmm. And that spawned the band D Devo. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. You know, so they were kind of like in that hole. And what, what was that girl from uh, The Waitresses? They were from Akron as well. I think so, yeah. I think she died. I think she died of cancer because she was like a heavy smoker chick. Okay. Look, look, look that up, The Waitresses. But, but we're talking like early MTV days, the quote unquote, the new wave of music. Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking to see who died. Uh, Patty Donahue. I think she's the lead. She's singer. dead. Yeah. She, she's buried in like Whitcliffe, Ohio or somewhere yeah. West, somewhere, somewhere in Ohio, but um, died in 96. Yeah. Death. Heavy smoker most of her adult life died of lung cancer at the age of 40. Right. She is interred in the Holy Cross Cemetery in Brook Park. There you go. 
So there's another one. So so these were early MTV darlings. Okay. So it was Pretenders, Devo, Pretender, or uh, Waitresses. You know, uh, there was like... Go-Go's. Well, the Go-Go's were West Coast. I'm talking, oh, oh, I'm talking specifically Akron. Mm. Oh, okay. Akron, okay. Kent-based bands that actually made it, per se. Sure. So Mark Miller is asking our opinion okay um i went to see guns and roses in london last july and they had the pretenders supporting them okay uh i was i was disappointed (laughs) as i had hoped the band that were more current like uh mammoth would be in support to give them the credit they deserved, they sounded good, and they were, uh, but they were not really tight, or, or they were not really the right band to warm up for Guns N' Roses fans. That now, the pretenders are going to be supporting the Foo Fighters on their 2024 tour. Are you aware of this? Uh, aware enough to know I would never go see that. Well, regardless of that, but were you aware that the pretenders are no. supporting the Foo Fighters? No. Okay. How is a band that were not that big in their heyday managing to get these support slots on stadium tours? Beats me. Same same question I had. Why was Joan Jett on the fucking Motley tour? Another fucking not so great, not real big artist that got on a stadium tour. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I Money? I don't know. I mean, Money? they're they're Rolling Stone darlings. Are well, I'm gonna say you're probably right about that. There's probably something to that. Yeah, because the Pretenders, while they were not very good in my eyes, certainly the the hipster generation loved the Pretenders. Brass in pocket and mm-hmm. in the middle of the road. Yeah, ugh, yuck. Let's see, how old is Chrissy Hind? Ninety. <laughs> 90 she's 72 years old wasn't that far off i know 72 so so she and her lineup of the pretenders mm-hmm. are going to open for foo fighters great do you have any information on this at all no, I I mean, can you look it up? See if there can you find anything about that at all? Pretenders open for fuck fighters. Fuck fighters. I can't stand them. I know you know. I really don't like them. It's um well let's see. Foo Fighters announced stadium tour, which I don't get that at all, but um Foo Fighters will run will hit a run of U.S. stadiums next summer on their Everything or Nothing at All tour. Dave Grohl, 12, get blah, 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 blah. Where's the shit? Uh, the tour with a rotating group of support acts, including the Pretenders, the Hives, Mammoth Van Halen, um, Emil, A-M-Y-L, Emil and the Sniffers. The Sniffers. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's a band, Emil and the Sniffers. Emil and the Sniffers? Yeah. I don't know anything about them. Okay. Uh, Alex G and L7. 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 Didn't even know they were still a thing. That's a chick band, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, wasn't the girl married to Tony Iommi or something? No, that was... Um, oh, my God. What's the name of that band? Drain STH. Oh, Drain STH. Okay. L7. Yeah. L7. Didn't they have the album Hungry for Stink? They might have, yeah. Bricks. <laughs> I think the other one was Bricks are Heavy or something like that. <laughs> okay. Um, they will include gigs in Denver, San Diego, L.A., Portland, and winding down at um, Seattle. Tickets for the summer shows go on sale Friday, blah, blah, blah. It's like 12, 12 or 15 stadiums. Pretenders will be at Minnesota. That's it. One show only. Just one show. Yeah, I think. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, they're on a... Wait a minute. One? Wow, this is a stupid fucking thing. (laughs) 
All right, there's one star, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So they're on seven of the shows. Seven shows. Seven of the shows. You get to sit through the fucking pretenders. All right. Pretenders with Mammoth on one, one or two of them. Pretenders with L7 and Pretenders with Alex G. So, so they're kind of like the middle act. Yeah. For a lot of the shows, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the shows they're on, they're the middle act. How about that? Yeah, I'll never understand that. Well, that's that's why that's why Mark is writing in. It's just like, well, what do you know about this? And why why do a band like the Pretenders get to be a middle act on a Foo Fighter show? Was there more than two songs? I know well, Grass and Pocket and Middle of the Road. What else well, was there? Well, I let me let's look at the Pretenders catalog. Let's take a look. I mean, I don't hate them, but then again, I'm not. I'm not a massive fan either. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm. I'm I don't go like, oh, oh yeah. shit, that's the Pretenders. I'm chaining the channel. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, the Chain Gang too. Back on the Chain Gang. Yeah. Well, that that one album was huge for them. Learning to crawl from '84. Uh, yeah. That was the one that had all the big hits for them. I could tell you I never owned even a 45. Never liked the Pretenders. All right. Well, they had a they had a um a uh kind of a ballad. Okay. I think this was in 894. It was called I'll Stand By You. Okay. I'm aware of this song. I do know this song. I remember this was being played a lot. Actually, the, the believe it or not, this is their biggest hit. Let's hear it. This is one of those chick songs that the minivan moms would go, oh, I relate so much. Ugh, you right. know, th this is one of those songs. This is a right. touchy-feely, uh, why Why don't you value me more? Because I, I, I stand by you. Yeah, I would have never listened to this. All right. Well, it was on the radio a lot. I remember this. Oh, why you look so sad? The tears are in your eyes. Come on and come to me now. Don't be ashamed to cry. Let me see you through Cause I've seen the dark side too When the night falls on you You don't know what to do Nothing you confess Could make me love you less I'll stand by you I'll stand by you Won't let nobody hurt this is one of those unconditional love songs. Yeah, I sort of no, remember it. No matter what you do, man, I'll I'll be right here for you. You could yeah. be the scum of the earth, but I know you. I know your insides. Straight rip off of the Brian Adams. Everything I do, I do it for you. So that's exactly it. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You know, version right. See. It takes analysis from experts like you and I yeah, right. to, to break it down, man. That's right. But but you're right. It is it is the Brian Adams female version of, mm -hmm. of that song. Yep. All right. So they had Brass and Pocket. I'm gonna use it Intention I'm feeling messy Gonna make you Make you Make you notice Alright, so that again Early MTV mm -hmm. You know, again with the whole videos And we talked about this yeah. a million times That 
the MTV videos brought to light a lot of these bands and made it memorable for a lot of people. Right. Had there not been an MTV and would this have been a hit? Probably not. That's the whole thing. So a lot of visuals. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, this one here, another MTV video. I think I remember this one, um, where it was, they were kind of like driving around London or some shit. It was like, uh, kind of like a live action video where they were just driving around the city. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Do you remember this one at all? I gotta hear it. that it's the same one that came out on that 83 release oh, 83 that, uh, learning to crawl yeah, i just that always learning, that learning to crawl record kicked out like half a dozen songs see i was always such a hater on them that i <laughs> i but, would never listen to them honestly oh, honestly they were definitely one of those bands that if they came on that would have been my wgcl days 95 right. wgcl right. Sure. and if that came on that would be an automatic switch i i hated the pretenders yeah see see this was during why i was in college and i was working at camelot music when this mm -hmm. came out and um a couple of the people that i worked with at the store they played this record constantly Ugh. This was this was just a really big hit. It was a really college college record. Yeah, that's what this is, is college music. That, well, it was. It was a huge college record. Yeah. And and I'm looking at the songs that are on Spotify, and most of these came from uh learning to crawl. Mm-hmm. Uh how about uh, you mentioned this one. I know you know this song. Love you. Oh, back in the Jane gang. Yeah. You, you know how you know I don't I, I hated this band? I I usually know like lyrics yeah. to just about anything that you'll play from that era. I don't know any of these words. Like that song there, I know one line. Back on the chain gang. That's it. <laughs> That's all I know. Well, how about how about middle of the road? In the middle of the road, yeah. That's it, all I know. Is, but you know that you know I know that. You know, and well, here's the question. Why do you know this song? I probably had some girlfriend that liked it or something. Is that what it was? Or you didn't hear it on the radio? I may have heard it on the radio. I'm telling you though, and this is a hundred percent all my kids' truth. When the pretenders came on, I would do anything to turn it off. I couldn't stand them. <laughs> All right. I never, ever liked them. Yeah, but but see, here's the thing. Um, Learning to Crawl came out, what, 83? Mm -hmm. So we're talking 40 years ago. Yeah. So, uh, so again, even like, and I hate to say it, Guns N' Roses, they're living on their appetite for destruction, um, legacy yeah from 87 yeah and pretenders strangely enough are still living on their legacy from something that was over well 40 years ago this year right mm -hmm. you know, and it's like 
nothing's happened between now and yeah, nothing. You know, since then. Nothing? Yeah, not a damn thing. Yeah, here we go. Yep, nothing. <laughs> you know it? I know it. I've heard it. Sure. I know that one line in the middle of the road. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I know. All right. Uh, as far as this title is concerned, I don't know this title or the song, but I, I'm not, I'm going to play it, but I don't even know if I know this song or not. Okay. But this is one of their more popular songs. It's called him H Y M N to her. Him okay. to her. So I'm going to play this. I, I may know this, but I don't even know if I know the title of this song. So okay. check this out. Let me inside you into your room. I've heard it slide with the things you don't show. Lay me beside you down on the floor I've been your lover from the womb to the tomb I dress as your daughter when the moon becomes round You'll be my mother when everything's gone She will always carry on Something is lost Something is found They will keep on speaking for me Some things change, some stay the same Keep beckoning to me I don't know this one at all. Never heard that before. Sounds like a Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah, it stinks. Oh, <laughs> I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Yeah. <laughs> you hit that right. Yeah. I was just saying, I, I, was, I was thinking it when it was playing. That was exactly what I was thinking. Oh, I'm on fire. <laughs> Tell me now, baby, is she good to you? Will she do to you these things? I won't do. Mm-hmm. All right. The pretenders go. suck. <laughs> Oh, what the fuck? What? <laughs> well, here's another one that comes from uh, the Learning to Crawl release. It was called 2,000 Miles. All right. All right. Let's see if I know this one. Every one of these songs 
Sounds like the music bed between when the girl breaks up with the guy in those 80s movies (laughs) and when he decides to pick up the pieces and move on. Right. Right before then the girl comes back. Sure. Sounds like it sounds like that bed in every pretty in pink and 16 candles and whatever. Yeah. That's where he's walking around around the schoolyard wondering how he can get her back. Right. That's the whole rom-com. Garbage. All right. Now here's probably the most notorious song, which which I'm surprised this is one of the more popular songs. Okay. Because this was the opening song for probably the biggest radio show host ever in radio history. Okay. Rush Limbaugh. Okay. He played this to open his show. Oh, is for- that them? Wow, It's the EIB network. It's excellent in broadcasting right here. <laughs> it's excellent in broadcasting. The EIB network. Turn it down, Smedley, and let's get to business. Exactly. <laughs> So this is basically talking about Akron and Cuyahoga Falls and, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole thing. So, you know, but, but I'm surprised that this is not a bigger song just because it got exposure every day on commercial radio. I'm going to be honest. I don't think many people knew it was the pretender. I didn't know until right now. Really? No. I just thought it was some dumb song that Russ Limbaugh played. (laughs) This is the pretenders. No idea. You never heard the whole controversy about this? No. Nope. Well, well, Chrissy Hind, obviously, she's a big lib. Okay. She's a big lefty lib. Mm-hmm. But her parents, surprise, surprise, were um, conservative. Okay. And Rush Limbaugh adopted this song as his opening theme song. And because her parents were fans of Rush Limbaugh, she was going to sue Rush for using this song as his opening song. But because her parents enjoyed the Rush Limbaugh uh, show, she decided against, you know, being a dick. Right. (laughs) And suing him. And she was like, well, my parents enjoy your show. So go ahead and use the song. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure the fact that she made hundreds of thousands of dollars a year off it too didn't hurt. Right, because of the royalty fees. Yeah, the royalty payment for Yeah, now will starving artists be go going to uh, collect those royalty fees that Chrissy Hind is due uh that hey, we would that weren't reported. Look, I don't have to like the artists to fucking collect their money. I would love to go and collect that money. But my city was gone. There was no train station. There was no downtown. South Tower disappeared. All my favorite places. My city had been pulled down. Reduced to. There you are. There it is. A song. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know. <laughs> For 30 years, Rush Limbaugh used that song yeah. as his opening track. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what it, that song is synonymous. It's it's like the um what was the song that um fucking art bell used to use the crystal gale song yeah i didn't know that until he had her on the show one night but, but seriously you really didn't know that was I, the pretenders after all these years you didn't know that was them on the rush limbaugh show no i dude i really that is a band that i that, completely tuned out that is really surprising to me as adept as you are to 
you know, regardless if you like them or not, at least you knew eh, that's that yeah. tender song, that Ohio song. No, I never. Honestly, I tuned them the fuck out of my life. I, I really, it's, it's one of the very, very few artists that I just cannot sit through. Like even a song. I, I just can't. I don't like them. I don't know what it is either. It's, it's, it's not personal. I've never met any of the pretenders if they're even still alive or, right. or Chrissy Hine. I've never met her. I don't know her. I've never read, I never read anything bad about her. Just her Just voice. A, well, you're not a fan. Her voice is fucking nails on a chalkboard to me. <laughs> Just can't do it. Well, one of the things that, uh, that I do recall about Chrissy Hind is that, uh, from, a, from a local standpoint, mm-hmm. um, she was on, I think she was on like some like American music awards or some MTV music awards or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And she was, and, and I know you're not, you know, I know you're not a motorcycle guy, but there's a place in Akron. It was called Liberty Harley Davidson. Mm-hmm. And she wore a Liberty Harley Davidson t-shirt on this national show. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So she was like wearing some kind of like a skirt or something like that. And wearing this Liberty Harley Davidson t-shirt on TV. They just thought that was pretty cool that she rep. She was represented. She was representing man. She repped the land, man. Yeah. Local flavor, man. Yeah. No, she just never did it for me musically, and I tuned her the fuck out. Yeah, I well, I knew this would get under your skin, but yeah. when I got when so when good. we got this email, I thought it was kind of funny to yeah. kind of bring this up. But uh, well, the question still remains: is how does Chrissy Hind, at seventy-two years old, and the Pretenders, who have been around for forty, you know, forty years or more? How do they get these opening slots for GNR or Foo Fighters or wh- whomever? It's just like, what's the, what's the draw or the popularity or how do how do these bands get the in to get these tours? The only thing I could think of is, I because I, I can't imagine that they're making the Pretenders buy on. I know enough about them to know that they're beyond that. I just wonder if maybe for Axel and for Grohl, both are two guys that are they're just fans, know, big fans. You know, I okay. that they're fans enough that they invite them, okay, invite them to come out and and do it. That that would not surprise me at all if that's how they got it. It's certainly not because of the business that they'll do. I mean, how many how many people are going to be like, eh, I'm on the fence about GNR, but shit, the Pretenders are going to be there. I'm there. <laughs> Or, or same with the Foo Fighters. Right. Nobody. They're, they're, will they sell 10 tickets on their name? Well, again, is this an eclectic band where people go, oh, man, the Foo Fighters, you know, they're bringing the pretenders with the man. The Foo Fighters could bring nobody with them and still sell just as yeah. many tickets. Oh, I agree. I agree. So so what what is the draw to bring these, you know, bring them on the package? Personally? It's got to just be personal taste. Okay. Of the of of Grohl and of Axel. It's the only thing I could think of. I can't imagine. I can't imagine a buy-on. They're certainly not the kind of band that's ever going to generate people coming to the shows. You know, they're they like Wolfie Van Halen will sell tickets. You think? Yeah. Well, here's the question. And I know that you're kind of on the Wolfie Van Halen bandwagon, sort of. Yeah. It's okay. It's what what's what's the draw there? I don't get it. Aside from the legacy thing. Oh, nah, the music's you're good. Ed, you're Eddie Van Halen's son, man. The music's good. Is it? Yeah. Well, Is it wonderful? Is it like all time good? No. Well, where where would somebody hear the Wolfie Van Halen music? Same place you would hear Alter Bridge. They're in that. They're in that category. They're in okay. that same that same style. You know, active rock radio plays the piss out of it, but none of us have an active rock station anymore. Um, you know, but we'll, as that kind of music goes, Wolfie is probably near the top of that food chain. 
not to make a fat joke, but he's definitely near the top of that food chain. Okay. The, the music I, I, is yeah, really I, good. I don't know the, I don't understand or know the appeal, Yeah. you know, aside, you know, because he's capitalizing on the, you know, obviously Van Halen was calling themselves mammoth prior to the Van mm-hmm. Halen name. Yeah. But, but, He's got the Van Halen name. He's Wolfie Van Halen, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but does, does his name, uh, bring credibility to what he does or. I think the legacy certainly brings credibility to what he does, but, but the fact that he doesn't suck also helps. he's, He's crossover. He can play to the new school kids. Plus, the Van Halen people still remember him when he was in Van Halen. Sure. So they don't hate him, you know, because the Van Halen people are pretty rabid. So they don't hate him for that either. So he brings old and new. Okay. I mean, he'll sell a bunch of tickets himself. All right. People will. I I know for a fact John. Now, admittedly, he's a Van Halen honk like no other. But but John went to the Guns N' Roses shows. He's also a big GNR fan. But when Wolfie was announced to that, that was like, all right, he had to go. Really? Yeah. Well, because why, just because as a salute to his father? Because it was two of, it was a, a tie to Van Halen as well as Guns N' Roses that he loved. So okay. he, he, it was a, I have to go moment for him. All right. Fair and right. I think there's a lot of people like that. All right. Well, I saw some of the Wolfie Van Halen stuff. I've listened to his stuff and it's just like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's active rock. It's what it's radio rock. That's what Mm -hmm. it is. Okay. I think alter bridge is a million times better, but, but Wolfie's right there. He's, he's right there in that same boat. All right. Fair enough. Well, you stay on top of this more than I do. Sure. I thought I would bring this question to you to see if you had any insight on this, because, uh, I, again, I found this very interesting that a 40 year old band, uh, like pretenders would be, you know, would get this opening slot yeah, or, or two hot tours, you know, and whatever. And it's like, so what's the appeal? Yeah, I don't get it, but whatever it is, what it is. All right, we don't have to go. <laughs> <laughs> but but it is it. It's an interesting question, regardless. Sure. You know, it's like okay, well, Chrissy Hines, she's seventy two, yeah. and she's been slugging around for the last forty years, and now she's opening for Van or uh, Guns and Roses and Foo Fighters. So it's just like what, what's yeah what drives that and how does that happen well good for her enjoy people that are going to those shows <laughs> all right all right well i think that's going to wrap up another show all right perfect all right so what uh what should we play to take us out for the evening uh love hate wish what? i had more time <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah i would uh talk to eric yeah, I'll talk to him. Uh, see what see see if he could shed some light on that. But whatever, uh, I I know you don't care. I don't care. What I mean, what, how's that going to affect my life? It's not going to affect your life. I just I just think it was interesting what he told me. No, it was just bizarre. I just found it bizarre. That's all I'm gonna well, say about that. It's I'll like, ask him. It's like what what the fuck? It's Everybody's like, so goddamn sensitive these days. It is what it is. I agree. Shock jock show. That's what I do. Like it or don't. Uh, You you hurt my feelings and stuff. Okay. Well, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Wish I had more time. It's on living on Layla. Living off Layla. All right. You mean the one that was shared with Mark Toreen? Yes. See, wish I had. Oh, son of a bitch. I'm going to have to go to the old CD catalog here. It's not there? No, it's not on the Spotify. Really? I was going to play it on the Spotify, but it's no dice, man. Let's see here. Love, hate. 
You can play Miracles off of um, Spinning Wheel Record, whatever that's called. Let's Rumble. I have no problem with playing this song because uh, it's kind of apropos for what we're doing here. Yeah. H-I-J-K. God damn it. J-K-L. Love, hate. All right. Here we go. Love, hate. Uh, wish I had more time. Here we are. Let's see. Where the hell is that? So it should be the last tune on Living Off Layla. Oh, there we go. Uh, let's see here. Oh, there it is. All right. No, the last tune on Living Off Layla is It Shines. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, let's see here. That is the second to the last song. Okay. So you have the all right. track. Yeah, I must. I shh. <laughs> track. But uh, all right. Well, it's been a fun show as always. I always appreciate everybody who's tuned in and listened to the show and um, check us out through the week with the uh, podcast version of the CMS because right. Chris breaks it all up into segments and makes it convenient for you to listen to us every goddamn day of your life. That's right. Because we dominate, man. Yeah, man. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back next Saturday. Do this thing all over again. So this is Neely along with my very good friend. Chris Egan. And we're out of here. Bye, kids. We'll see you.